Welcome to another edition of TSC Music's radio, Music with a Mission, where we specialize in perpetuating and promoting the Christian and positive idea through the medium of music and other arts. We're delighted to be here today again, and with us today in the studio are some of the cast members from the Sent by God production from our Easter production recently here at Times Square Church. Jesus is here. <laughs> Judas is here. Two of our directors are here. Mary is here. And the chief priest just walked in. Stay tuned. We're back and welcome to another edition of TSC Music's Music with a Mission. We are excited to be in the room with such wonderful talent, people who love the Lord. And of course, if you saw the production, you saw many of them on the stage and some of them were behind the scenes. David Ham was with us. Yeah, I'll respond to that title. <laughs> Mr. Chief Priest. <laughs> Tiffany like, Thompson is with us. Yes. Amen. Tiffany played Mary in the play. And uh, did some singing as well. Caesar over there, Mr. Judas himself. Hello, hello. <laughs> and then, of course, the man that you didn't get to hear, get to hear a lot from, but saw a lot of, and of course, um, played the role in this play that so many of us are familiar with, and that is Mario, who played Jesus himself. Mario, welcome. Hi, thank you so much. Bert. Your first time with us. Absolutely, yeah. And actually, this is Caesar's first time with us. That's right. Been working with, and just for our listeners, just for the sake of uh, of familiarity, if we can say that, uh, Caesar is married to Jesse, our project manager and director of this uh, production, and she is also married to Caesar. So this is the second year we uh, made some additions to the to the play this year, uh, some changes, and uh, well, we see we got a lot of wonderful responses. How'd you guys feel about production this year? I mean, I think it's a lot of times people ask like, oh, it, or say it was such a shame that you weren't able to see it. But I think being in it, you do get to see the production. It's just from a different perspective. Mm. And though some things were different, like the essence of the message is still the same. So at least 
for me, it was such a benefit to be able to see some of the changes in it from like an internal perspective. Right. So I loved it. Like we, we still had the miracles, but there were different miracles. And even like the new music I thought was just incredible. Hmm. Amen. Good. Yeah, it felt like it really felt like all the elements in terms of the production came together. You know, it just seemed to flow. All the various departments and everybody involved just seemed to flow together in a way that seemed kind of uh, unique, you know. You were a different kind of uh, Judas this year, though. You were pretty intense. Well, yeah, last year... I I, mean, it's a good intense, but it was great. Yeah, I think last year, I mean, in terms of, like, uh, playing Judas, uh, you know... I mean, last year I I felt like uh, I I approached it more from a, a point of view of without getting into you know I just kind of thought what what if this happened to me you know or what if I was in the situation that's how, how you do right mm-hmm. and I I thought let me go with the uh, almost playing it like you know almost not taking re- responsibility for it you know almost kind of like being that kind of guy where right. you're, you were you clearly did something wrong but you're not completely owning it you know what uh-huh. I mean and so so more of like a wimpy kind of avoiding kind of approach you right. know so and I, you know and also when you you know if you ever talk to someone and they're they're you feel like they're they're not receiving what you're saying or whatever you know so I just thought that would be an interesting take on it you know mm. and as as a personality trait for right. him but this year I thought uh, let me and you know because the thing about Judas is it's really easy to just say he's an evil guy he's evil and that's it you know and so um, I thought, well, this this year, let me try to do it where he's a little bit more uh, – he's more aware of what he's doing and more uh, direct with what he's doing. But at the same time, uh, still, you know, being able to bring conflict within him, you right, know, right. and and hoping that, that, that he's not just like, wow, I just hate that guy, but in a way that people could relate to, you know. Well, it came across really, really good. This year, I mean, last year was great, but this year yeah. was like superior. Uh, oh, excellent! The, 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 the emotions in your face, the the cry in your voice, uh, all of it was just uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. I yeah. think Judas, and I think a lot of people, like you said, uh, you used the term ownership. He he owned it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Judas knew what he was doing. Yeah. And uh, and he owned it right up until the point of 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 death. He. He owned it right up until that point. It was never a denial, in other words. Or, no, no, you know? he was, I mean, he was def. He, it's not like he, he wasn't wrong. He was wrong. But in terms of how, you know. Right, right. Or right. maybe even how he was just uh, trying to come off to others or something. You know, I just, right. you know, because ultimately, I, I, you know, I mean, Judas is an interesting character. I, th- I always think of Judas as he puts the fear of God in you, you know, mm. because nobody wants to go down that road. Or you don't want to find yourself. I, at least I don't want to find myself in that place, you know. Right. And, uh so I always think of him as, as this, you know, you know, um, but all that aside, I just approached it, owning it, you know, and then just let the rest. If I said it was divine treason. What, divine what, treason. Yeah. It was divine treason. Divine treason. Because there was no, there's no getting around it. It's Absolutely. just, it is what it is, you know, yeah. so, um, it, you know, and then in dealing on that level, you just have to bring it down to like. Well, when do I do something wrong and own it? You know what I mean. And then you enter in that way. Yeah. And it yeah. could be as simple as you know getting into an argument with someone or, yeah. or thinking I'm yeah. wrong, whatever. And we all have to. And we all. Yeah. You know. Mary. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Role was pretty much the same as last year. 
Mm-hmm. But we get the same responses, uh, or, or we got the same response this year as we did last year with with regards to Mary's role. Mm-hmm. When Mary said, "Be careful whom you kiss," mm-hmm. it made me cry. I'm reading from a comment from a from a uh, somebody who sent in, sent us an email or a tweet. It, it made me cry. And wow. it, and many of them said the same thing last year. It was so intense. And I think even this year, uh, Mary was, she was in her element. I mean, she was like really, it was intense. It was, you you brought people into that moment. It was a mother to her son. Uh, and you were a mom, so I guess that made that part easy. Mm-hmm. But this was the mother of the Christ. You know, the earthly mother of the Christ. How did you walk into that role? How did I walk into it? Mr. <laughs> Thomas. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't my idea. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Cast, you, know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I just relate, related Mary to my personal life and having to make such a hard decision of letting go of something that you really didn't want to let go of. Um, and, and thinking, um, thinking your life would go one way, but in fact, God has a different plan, a better plan. Um, and although that may hurt you deeply and tremendously, you have to submit to it. Um, and that's the way I approach this role uh, because I went through something like that similar in my life, uh, my own personal life. So um, it, it wasn't easy. And I think, you know, that that's why it was so emotional for me because it's so personal um and then when i think of you know christ as my child <laughs> i mean it's it's just i couldn't imagine being mary or living what she lived so i had to make it personal to myself and my relationship with god and the things that i don't want to let go of the things that i have to let go of for the better men of myself and for the glory of God and which is what it's really all about so that's how I approached it both times but more so this year because I have a better understanding of what God is doing in my life now and um, you know how everything that I do for him is for his glory you know Um, so that's how I approached it that's awesome I think that that helps every person who has to, to, to play a specific role you know, you get into that character, but then also, you know, it helps to kind of find out where you are in that character as well. And it certainly makes it a lot easier to play that role, uh, even if it's just a small part. You know, maybe you're not a guy who's guilty of treason, but, but you know, we've all guilty. done it. We're guilty, guilty of something. <laughs> exactly. Guilty, you, know, you know, something. And uh, Mr. Chief Priest over here, who still looks priestly, he kept his oh. beard, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> got his robe on. I, I trimmed that thing down. Uh, <laughs> way, way down. Um, Year two for you, it was it was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I just felt like overall, too, it just the, the, the play just it grew. Uh, I just felt stronger this year. It's almost like kind of almost as a whole, it, like it matured. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and just and so for me personally too, just maturing in that role too as well. And then you know, there's always that thing, you know. So second time around, you're like, okay, you know, what can I do different? Right. Um, but um, I, I I gotta really um, just uh, call out, you know, Jesse and Tiffany who who did a really good job too in just directing me 
because um, sometimes I have a tendency where like I, I so the part of me that just like just straight out loves acting so I'll just start exploring all types of things I mean like the, there were some rehearsals where I just went like old English like like just get like just creating a just a character that was starting to kind of set away far uh, from like the overall community of the the cast and the, the story and the people and I was just kind of in my own element just like having fun because <laughs> right I just kind of but because we did hear like, a little Jamaican in there <laughs> the chief priest from the islands you know? uh, yeah so and then just you know just talking with Jesse and Tiffany and realizing whoa pull all of that back <laughs> let's um, let's keep this guy real and relevant to um, a, a growing religious culture that mm. we have in our community mm. that's prideful and arrogant, and, um, and can we just can we just see that guy who who doesn't know Christ as his Lord and Savior, mm. but feels like he is the man of the cloth, and um, I'll I'll uphold our religion, you know, and let nothing get in the way. And so, just again, I that's what happened to me for this year too. I began to create depth for this chief priest and, and, and being able to kind of give him roots and who he is and, and the history of this man deep in religion, deep in his uh, in his law of the land. Uh, and I learned a lot just through that. And then being able to just, you know, you know, David Ham, what is, how can David Ham connect with this chief priest, even as ugly as this guy's character is, but what do I have to present to him on a personal level? And being able to just expose my weaknesses um, within this character, so again, it was just a lot of maturity as a minister, as an actor, as being a part of this wonderful play. It's great. Virginia tweets us, and she says, "My question would be for Mary and Chief Priest. Uh, they sing so well. Uh, do you sing professionally?" <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so kind of Virginia. <laughs> Maybe she knows I'm from Hampton, Virginia. Uh, but uh, very kind of you. But I, God just, I, he, the Lord gave me the grace to do what I'm able to do for the play. And, um, you know, my brother Greg, man, you asked me to do that. If, <laughs> if it was left up to me, I would just do all the speaking roles and have everybody else sing something. <laughs> but uh, now Mary, on the other hand, I, you know. That's thanks, all. David. <laughs> no, seriously, Virginia. Thanks. That that's kind. Um, I I didn't. I, I I like stepped away from singing for a long time until I met Mr. Thomas. Um, and you know, I'm getting blamed for a lot of things here here today. <laughs> Caesar, you're going to be singing next year. I'm going to write a song called Why. <laughs> Be careful who you blame. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, now um, you know I'm just I'm just blessed to be able to um, uh, offer my gifts and my talents to the Lord and bless people with it at the same time. And I don't know if you would call it professional, but you know, working on music um, outside of uh, TSC is what I'm working on now, which is good. It's a good thing. So. Good, good. Yeah, she's a professional. Amen. <laughs> Here's a little bit of sent by God. I want to tell you a story. This is a story about a man. Now, if this man was walking around today, he'd probably be the talk of the town. 
We know him today still as Jesus. Prophets called him wonderful counselor, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Do you know him? Yes. If you know him, somebody help me say amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God. Now some people today still believe that Jesus never existed. But I'm here to tell you indeed that Jesus did live and he lives even today. Now I want you to go back with me. I said I want you to go back with me. I want you to go back with me to one Sunday morning when Jesus took a donkey ride. Now pick the dusty streets of Jerusalem where priests and elders in their fancy robes they strolled around town. They stick out their chest. Proclaim we are the best. And challenge anyone to disagree. And in the marketplace, vendors sell their wares. Lambs for slaughter, turtle doves by the pair. Carpenters haggle over the price of timber and nails. Fabric, pottery, grain all for sale. Beyond the temple, there's work to do, and every man has their share. Can you see the shepherds guide their flock through the crowded square? Each day the ladies draw water at the well, a cool, refreshing drink. But a woman's work is never done. She washes her linens, scrub and rinse hung out to dry under the hot sun but someone's approaching the one they've heard tell of the one who performs miracles and speaks about God's love steady along the path he took some even took to climbing trees just to get a better look now there were no cell phones back then There was no text messages back then. There was no Google or YouTube to get your info. There was no flat screen TVs with your six o'clock news. There was no satellite radio orbiting around space. There was no Facebook or Twitter bird or whatever you're using. But oh, if you wanted to get a message out, You had to tell somebody face to face. And nothing traveled faster than word of mouth. So I can just imagine that by the time he rode into town, it didn't take long for the word to get around. There's a stranger in town. He's offering peace to everybody. He's bringing joy to those in sorrow. He's mending broken hearts he's piecing together shattered dreams he's making a way out of no way 
And as he made his way into the town of Jerusalem, the people that followed, they cried and they shouted, Hail him! Hail the king of kings. He's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. He's bringing sight. That was a little bit of Sent by God. 2012, and uh, we've got some of the cast here with us in the studio today. Uh, we talked earlier about some of the new scenes, uh, particularly at the at the top of the production. Uh, if you saw it last year, we had uh, several scenes of healing taking place where Jesus encounters people and either performs a healing or uh, of there's some encounter with, with Christ. And uh, this year we changed several of those scenes. Uh, and and I agree with Dave that, that it was a bump up. It was it was different. It was that element of surprise for a lot of people who saw it last year and thought they would see it again. But surprise, surprise, uh, uh, and wonderful surprises. Uh, a lot of new things happened uh, this year that uh, I think moved the 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 storyline um, deeper, if I can say that, into the hearts of of, of the viewers. Jesse was very int- instrumental in in that. And Jess, it's always good to have you here. Well, you're always here with us, but kind of always here. Not saying anything, <laughs> we have to pretend that you're not always here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jess has been uh, instrumental in helping to rewrite uh, some of those scenes. And uh, where'd you get the idea to bring the uh, adulterous woman in? Because that was that's your not... idea. I know, but. <laughs> Still I I just yeah, I know right? <laughs> I just had the idea, yeah. but you had the concept. You and Tiffany got together, and you guys figured out how to bring that to the stage, how to yeah. make that happen. Well, um, I mean, I just remember one day, you know, as we were this was either end of last year, or beginning of this year, we were sitting at the table and trying to figure out, okay, what what are we going to put in in this opening scene, you know, to make it fresh and. You know, the idea being there's no shortage of miracles that Jesus performs, so there's no reason to stick to the same two or three that four that we did last year. And I know we just kind of started brainstorming and had a list of probably about eight or not, or, you know, had a few and then started brainstorming and came up with some more that we liked and then kind of wound up narrowing it down. And you just, you, you, I remember Greg saying, well, this and the, the, the stones and they want a stoner and then how do we do, you know? And, uh, so we just kind of went with it. And, you know, the idea with these miracles, too, because we do most of it without speaking, you know, and, and the way that we've done Mario's character of Jesus is that he doesn't speak right. in the play. So um, it's really a matter of, like, for each one of those miracles or those interactions is just kind of distilling it down to the essential interaction, you know. And with the adulterous woman, it's like they bring him to him, you know. The law says to stone her, what do you say? And that challenge to Jesus. And then he just, he writes in the sand. He gets up and gestures for, you know, them, go ahead, cast the first stone, and they walk away. I mean, that's the essence of that interaction. And it's really there. It's already there in the story. It's just bringing it to the stage. And I love it because it's not really a miracle. (laughs) You know, it's an interaction. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not... You know, it's not like Jesus snapped his fingers and stones appeared, you know, they, yeah. or or he snapped his fingers or wiggled his nose and, you know, they lost their stones. Yeah. You know, it was it was an interaction that yeah. I thought was uh, uh, pivotal and in, 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 uh, relaying this message. And that is that not only did Jesus perform miracles, but he, he stood for truth and he challenged people with truth. And in this case, this was a challenge. It was a challenge, of, in, you know, with truth. 
uh, and to which all of them had to drop their stones and, and, and walk away because now, because truth was speaking to their hearts. Even if Jesus didn't say a word, truth was speaking to their hearts. And there's a lot of, you know, um, uh, theoretical debate or discussion about what he may have been writing. You know, some people say he may have been writing their sins and, you know, Johnny did this last week, you know, chief priest did that the other week. And so, and so, um, but that's neither here or there. Uh, I think the end of the end of the day that that message really was about, excuse me, Jesus, Jesus confronting them with truth, but then also presenting this woman with, an opportunity of restoration. Yeah. Well, and that's what in, in the, the lyrics to the song that you wrote that go with that piece, it says, you know, he healed the brokenhearted mm-hmm. and the sin sick soul, right. which, you know, and by including that in with the healings, it's like showing that 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 healing of the soul and, you know, and forgiveness of sin is just as miraculous and important as any of these other physical healings, yeah. too. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God is good. His power to change. God is, God is Jesus. God is here. God now. is the one who loves you. God, God is merciful. God is the husband to the widow. God is the one with your answer. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio, where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. The prophet Jeremiah in the book of Lamentations, chapter 2 and verse 19, encourages those who know God to begin to pray a certain way. He said, get up and cry out in the night. Pour out your heart like water before the Lord. Lift up your hands towards him for the life of your young children that faint for hunger in the top of every street. Obviously, it was a moment in history when there were young people in the streets looking for something and not even sure what it was. I can't help but wonder, are we not in a similar situation today where so many seem to be pouring out into the streets looking for what I believe is a living relationship with God? That is really the only thing that will satisfy the deep yearning in every person's heart. For those of us who know to pray, we should begin to pray. If ever there was a time, it's time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. That's nycprayer.org. I want to go back to something. Dave's talked about uh, uh, having to sing, and when I asked him to play this role and sing a little bit, uh, and I don't know if you remember this, but in the original script, Judas was a dancer. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe next year. <laughs> We're happy for rewrites. <laughs> there was a song called Judas Dance that I did, and um, and I had this whole theatrical thing in my head. I mean, you got to remember this is 20 plus years ago. So Judas dances this dance of regret. It's, it's like about a ballet a, kind of thing. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of modern, like modern jazz dance. ballet yeah. kind yeah. of thing. You know? yeah. um, and you dance with your conscience. So they are not only taunting you, but you kind of back in. It sounds really great because that's what happens, right? In a sense, that's yeah, I yeah. Mean, we wrestle with ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So maybe uh, you know we'll get you a tutu. No, maybe not. Now, Mario, you played Jesus. It, it had to be hard for you 
to one because I'm looking at you now and you look 30 years younger. I need to say that he's he looks. He, I am I right? I'm shaving. Can yeah. I get a witness in the studio? Yeah, here? yeah. I did a I did a double take when he came back um, in. And and that's a hair thing. He cut his cut his facial hair and uh, all that good stuff. But it had to be hard to go through that entire production without saying a word. I mean, that's got to be extremely hard for. And I'm not an actor, but that's got to be extremely hard for an actor who has to with his body language, say all the things that he can't say verbally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of people have brought that up. And, you know, at this point, there's been consistency with my answer. And what that is, is I love the fact that that there are no lines for Jesus in this production, only because my personal take on it is that people know pretty well what it is that Jesus said. And say if if, you know, lines were a part of this of this character that I would have to play, you know, there would be a lot of work that would need to go into that in terms of, like, interpretation and delivery of these lines. But kind of like how we were talking about the, the miracles and those interactions, there's such power in the actions and the things that Jesus did that I think it just adds this whole dimension of weight to it, where people, audiences, they have an idea, or they have kind of like, you know, an understanding of what Jesus stood for and what he said, but to see those things performed mm-hmm. without any room for interpretation or me misdelivering a line or, you know, putting on an actor hat and and and, and digging into the craft and, and all this work that actors do to, to arrive at these things, this is Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the I'm glad that there's no there are no lines. So in terms of it being hard, it's really interesting because I'm just going to say it in a way it wasn't hard the way the way the way the Lord did it through me was he put this thought in my head and it's like Lord your spirit lives in me you live in me um, and I just need to trust you for this like there's no level of preparation or research or anything that I could do as an actor to, to, to come even close to playing this part so really mm-hmm. this needs to be you Lord really animating and, and using the direction the direction and and using me as a vessel so what was really amazing for me as a performer if we can call it that, is like being in it and performing these miracles. Uh, I was the recipient of all those miracles. Mm-hmm. So l- looking for that that truth within my own experience, it's like, Lord, when you healed me, when, when, when I came running to you out of desperation and you met me, like those were the things that were going through my mind. So in that way, it, it was hard, but it was hard not to cry in every scene. It was hard in that opening scene not to want to join the singing and clap and worship in that yeah. moment because I'm looking at looking at the blind man, looking at the centurion, and, and really it's Jesus telling my story, and I'm seeing him interact with me wow. and all of these things. So um, that to me is, has been like the, the biggest blessing. Like I've been so ministered through this experience, and mm. it's because like, Lord, give me a little bit of insight in terms of like when you're walking through the audience, when I'm walking through the audience, like when you walked into Jerusalem, well, like, what were you thinking? And like just like, just like these secrets, I feel. Mm. Like imagine being desperately in love with somebody and 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 not being able to say anything because they don't give you the opportunity just just some some of these little things wow. that 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 uh just in in spending time with him really i think enabled the story to be brought forth as opposed That's to like awesome. preparation backstory research yeah. it was really it was really all all the holy spirit mario could probably do a clinic on how to do pantomime like the right way in church like you know because you know you like you see a lot of pantomime in right. in local churches and like it's all, most of the time this is my opinion but it's it's done the wrong way like a lot uh. and um and Mario when I watch you 
portray Jesus in, in a pantomime form. Um, it's just, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and the way he expresses the emotions of Christ, the heart of Christ, the spirit of Christ, which is his face, his body language, his movements, absolutely brilliant. I, I got to say this in, in the trial scene without fail, this brother cries on, and it's not simply an acting cue, but he's crying in the moment of just generally having that moment that you have express, expressing Christ and I see Mario broken in that moment. And in his brokenness, it, it such an incredible revelation of Christ even more that when he does that and he glances over at me and he's the tears just falling from his eye. <laughs> You're you trying mess to mess up my chief priest moment so bad. <laughs> Every single show that we did is like the David in me was like, no, brother. Oh, my gosh. I want to weep with you. Like, and here I am with like my fist in this frozen moment like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to cry right now. But, man, you, you got me every time. And and even more, just through, through the whole time, every encounter that we had with eye contact, I was just like, wow, what, what a depiction of Christ Jesus that this brother plays, man. Thank it you for that. really good, really good. Yeah, T- tell us your story real quick. I mean, obviously you, 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 you indicated that, you know, you were watching your story in a sense. Mm-hmm. What, how did you come to Christ? Um, uh, to make a long story short, you know, I, I was raised in the church um, and – and I always, as a child, I always wanted to be an actor. Moved to New York to pursue that 100%. Mm. There was no plan B. It was the art or bust, nothing else. So finish college. I'm going to New York. This thing is going to happen. Um, so acting in my past, in my particular story, was a huge idol for me, where like I almost, in a way, in, in a very uh, twisted way, I thought that God owed me because he had given me talent, and it's only a matter of time before I cash in on this that you gave me to achieve my own dreams and it was just it was very very mixed up but yeah coming to new york city um uh pursued that 100 percent, knowing knowing my upbringing um turned my back on the lord uh went 100 percent for this thing and and when i started achieving these things i got to see how how fruitless it was because i didn't have christ i wasn't nurturing that relationship so uh, for years, I asked, Lord, am I going to be a professional actor? He never answered that prayer. But when I started praying, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know who you are. I want you to reveal yourself to me. He answered that loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that became my priority. So so for me to get the to play this part, is just, it's just the ultimate gift. It's the ultimate uh, you know, undeserved uh, expression of grace from his behalf to be able to do that because – you know, in my pursuit of this thing, I turned my back on everything that I that I that I had believed growing up. So, you know, I am I am that like that woman found in adultery. You know what I mean? Living in sin, turning my back on the Lord. Um, I, I am that blind man that like was pursuing my own dreams um, and missing missing the fact that Jesus was making Himself available to me. Um, I, I was that at a moment I was that centurion where like the Lord just put a seed of faith in me. Where like Lord, if if I come to you, will, will you do something amazing in my life? So, so you know, I could go on and on about just how how the Lord has intervened in my life. So, so, and it's amazing. It's 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 it's, it's there are no words to describe just the, the fact that also knowing that the Lord is the one that cast all these parts that that He's given me this opportunity to mm-hmm. not just do it once but to do it twice. And it's not a performance; it's the gospel. Right. It never gets old. You know, every time we hear that message, like the Holy Spirit gives witness within us. So to be able to to experience that in this 
in this time type of realm it's just it's god is so good yeah it's so amazing i feel like you're going to be doing this again uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, yeah. We've got at least one more year in us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, start, yeah, we'll start growing hair. Yeah, just, let, yeah. just let me know, Jesse. All right. <laughs> I'm going to switch gears just for a moment because I know we're talking about Sent by God, but this is Caesar's first time with us. And Caesar, um, I met Caesar 11 years ago. I met, mm-hmm. Actually, I met the two 11. of you at the same time. 11 years ago. About 11 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a production called Crossed. We talk about it. Uh, and I think I still have the video. Uh, I said I was going to bring the video in so we could at least capture some of the audio from it and, um, and, and put it on for, for those who haven't seen it. Um, but you, you talk a little bit about your life in Crossed, which is a stage testimonial type production. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about where you were then and how you were able to take even that experience. Because I know you've got a theater background or you know, uh, taking how you were, where you were then and how you were able to take some of that experience and apply it to this role. <clears throat> well, let's see. In uh, I mean, I came to New York in 89. I studied acting up until 2000. Or until about 97, 98. I was involved in theater here. Nothing major. I was always just doing off-off Broadway, like, you know, off-off Broadway, black box, experimental, avant-garde, crazy stuff. For me, it was all about, like, trying to create something new and fresh and shock people or, you know, get reactions, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, uh, but I did study for a long time, and uh, and uh, I was I worked at a theater for about seven years, where it was you know, you know I actually moved into the theater, I worked at the theater, I you know I was there, that that uh, <clears throat> when that ended, I left acting, you know uh, I I left really empty and not really having grown up in the church or anything, I just didn't know what else to do with myself, and it, it you know fast forward a little bit. Uh, I started volunteering at the church uh, right after like nine eleven, and I had met Jesse, and we we were you know coming to church and stuff, and uh, got involved with uh, volunteering in the missions department. Once that happened, that's when Cross started taking shape. So at that point, I was still even tr- trying to figure out what it meant to be a Christian, what life was supposed to be, how it was supposed to be. I didn't know, you know, what kind of job are you supposed to get? What kind of job are you not supposed to get? How am I, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. As if Christians have different kinds of jobs. Is that, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, it was almost like, I mean, at that point in my life, I was so like, so in despair with just basic, like, I don't know what to do with myself, you know? Mm-hmm. And God, I know that you're real. What do I do with myself? Like, what do I do? Like, I didn't, I don't have a, a degree. I don't have, uh, I have this theater stuff, but I know that it's not going to be found in that, so what do I do? So I just started volunteering. And in that, the door opened to do this testimonial-type play, Crossed. So everything was brand new for me, even as a Christian, and even doing that play, I considered kind of my coming out as a Christian <laughs> to even my to friends and stuff, you know, because I kind of was coming to church, but I had another life, and, you know, because I didn't know, I just didn't, I was just, didn't know how to do it or I didn't mm. understand I just didn't understand it was just basically so but once crossed happened um, 
that was the first time that I felt that I did something that was of any value, really, you know, in terms of even uh, as in terms of like a theater production, because it didn't feel like a theater production. It was really just four testimonies, you know, mm-hmm. in a setting that was happened to be a theater, you know. So, but since then, that was 2000, what, 2001, 2003. 2002, 2003. Mm-hmm. So, flash forward, since then, I've, 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 uh, I've settled down, I've matured in terms of even my walk and my understanding, and I'm not, uh, you know, a lot of insecurities have, have, you know, I'm just in a different place. And now, coming to, uh, and since then, you know, I've been volunteering and done, involved in different productions here and stuff like that, but... At this point, doing this, it has nothing to do with the performance, has nothing to do with hopefully I'm good, has nothing to do with, you know, I could care less about any of those, you know, it's kind of like this theater thing and it doesn't rain over my head the way it used to Mm -hmm. at all, you know what I mean? It's like I feel feel totally free in terms of being, you know, secure with who I am in in Christ, you know, and and not really needing that, that applause or needing that you know that that thing and so it was felt really effortless to kind of come in and actually you know approach a role in the way that I learned how to approach a role and just do it and do it for the right reasons and without it, any of the wrong reasons interfering you know that's mm-hmm. what it felt like anyways for me like I was just free to do it and then free to walk away and great that people are blessed and then you know it, it's just a one a day of ministering and then we're moving on to the next thing and we're going to minister some more and if it comes back again okay and whatever God opens up for us to do then great because that's all I want to do I just want to serve I just want to do and just that's done I don't have to it's not a feather in my cap it's not a feather in any it's just you know thank you God that was awesome and we're moving on you know Mm -hmm. and wherever you want to go you know whereas before I might have been like that was you might talk (laughs) about you know but it's kind of still a feather in my cap you know or I'm still needing a little you know but uh, but uh, or insecure because did I do good? Did I do good? Did I do good? Where I spent a lot of years doing it because I'm looking for some kind of affirmation or whatever, you know. But God sense has you know taken that away, and I don't need that for my sense of self or sense of who I am or whatever. I mean, I'm not, you know, you, you don't want to be hated or whatever. But I'm not necessarily, you know. It's just walking and saying, God, what's next? You know, like what do you have next sure. for us? Sure. You know, and. And this being content with, like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know that I don't have to try to beat my chest or try to impress people or that's kind of how I feel, you know, not that I'm anything special. I'm not. I, I came out of an ashtray, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't, ref- you know, but I, I just feel, I just feel freer, you know, right. and not so tied up in insecurities. And I don't feel, uh, I just feel like whether we're, you know, going and feeding people, homeless people or something or mm-hmm. doing this play or doing a Bible study or whatever it is, it's just serving for right. that time. Because your motivation is right. Just the motivation. Yeah, the pur- I Hopefully, you know, I'm not at all saying I'm beyond, you know, beyond messing up. I'm just saying in the way that I used to be, right. I've, I feel like I've grown a lot. So it's not like this, this, this thing, you know, that yeah. I'm afraid of. Because at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to ever touch that because that's evil, you know. Right. Well, now it, it can just be used in the right way and it's done, you know. And I think for all of us, and all of you particularly in this room, when, you, when your purposes are pure, you know, and this is for the Lord, it's for the sake of the call, if you will, um, that it's okay to to, to want to be your best yeah. when you do this. 
Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> no, I was just agreeing with you. <laughs> so, so you do, you know, it's okay that to, you know, because the human side of us wants to know that at the end of the, at the, end of the day, this was uh, not only well received, but it was good, you know. So you, you kind of want that affirmation in that, you know, was it good? Was it effective? You want, you want it to be a was blessing. That, right. Was it a blessing? Uh, but not, man, Dave, you were just incredible. You're not looking for that. You're not looking for Mario. You didn't say a word, but man, I heard you. You know, you're not looking for that as much as you are. The purpose of this was to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ, to see lives affected and changed, and to see people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And that happened. That happened because we we have this email right here. And I'm going to read this because we, we've got quite a few replies. But listen to this one. The presentation of the gospel at Sunday's service was precious and effective. My wife attended with me, and I believe it had a very large impact on her heart. She is a non-believing Jew who I believe, or who I've been praying for, and loving with Jesus' abiding assistance for 25 years. She will not come to Times Square Church, often with me, but when she does, I believe she finds the presence of God is undeniable. I know she also feels the love and wonderful and wonderfully diverse body, a remarkable thing. And I'll blot out her name. I'll just call her Anne for now because he names her. Uh, is struggling right now with understanding how Jesus can be the son of God and God in the flesh. And Sunday's service led to a discussion that only the Holy Spirit could have facilitated. I wait expectantly for the salvation of the Lord for my wife. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for this production. May God bless you all. So people have been affected like this. Lives are, and, and only God knows where Anne will be, uh, where she is today, where she'll be this time next year. We had a, uh, somebody in the production um, who played the adulterous woman, uh, Aletta, who in a rehearsal made it clear to us that she gave her life to the Lord through a Christmas production, I think it was. Was it Elena? I believe it was Elena. No, it was her. It was her. I don't remember that part of her testimony. (laughs) She told me she gave her life to the Lord, and it was through a production here at Times Square Church. And so it's not just, you know, Sunday has its place, and Sunday is that preaching hour, and it it reaches that, that, you know, a specific group of people. Tuesday has a place, you know, but then Monday has its place, whether it's around the, the water cooler or in the parking garage or on the subway there's a place for the preaching of the gospel there and so i think the gospel gets preached and we've got to begin to thank god for the souls we see come to the lord and the ones we don't see That's right. uh and you know we'll call her ann but ann is on her way to knowing jesus her husband is walking with the lord uh but she's got questions now that she wouldn't dare ask prior to easter you know, sunday that makes me think of uh i mean we're basically just telling a story, right? And but it's the story. It's God's right. story. It's, and that's all you know. That's all Christ would do. He would walk in and tell. A lot of times, he would just tell a story, you know. And that's why I feel like we're just telling a story, enabled by him, and then people can have to deal with it in the same way that Christ was in the in the play. He's walking around, not saying a word, and like we were talking about, everyone around him has to deal with him, right? And you right. see the variations of how people deal with him, you know. And yeah. uh, but you know, there's a lot of stories in the world, but this is that you know that's why he says, "I am the truth." 
you got to deal with that. You know what I mean? Right. He's not talking about truth or a variation of truth. He comes and he says, I am the truth. Right. And then he turns around and says, heaven is like this. And then he'll give you a, a parable. And, and you got to deal with that. you got to deal with it. you just got to deal with it. <laughs> I, mean, I like the way you say that because, we, because just as much as we get wonderful, uh, positive responses, there's always somebody who's going to see, see something or say something that they didn't like. Uh, and we've got a few of those uh, uh, as well. Now, Jess, I got to move to the mocker scene because that's yeah. like, that was a. It's always the, the controversial yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> in, in addition to the trial scene, which was yeah. great, I thought, the, how the Lord allowed us to pull it together. But the yeah. mocker scene, uh, last year we uh, uh, did something a little different than we did this year in that we, well, we changed the mockers for yeah. the most part. We didn't do much different, and we changed the music as well. Um, and I thought last year that the way that scene came off, it seemed to be more about, oh, he can't come down. Oh, he won't come down, yeah. uh, which was not the intended message. The intended message was that, you know what, they've hung him there for they know not what. Because that's what Jesus says, yeah. you know, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And that was the message we were trying to uh, at least I wanted to communicate last year. And I don't I didn't feel that like the music did that. I didn't feel like the mockers specifically did that. So this year we tried to tone it down a little bit and then, of course, came with the new music for they know not what they do. Just a line. And, of course, you know, there's always somebody. You know, if I had a jazz band on the stage or a group of musicians who were walking across the stage with their instruments over their shoulders, you know, and they were talking and addressed Jesus like any of these other mockers, there would have been a group of musicians who would have emailed us and said, you know what, musicians are Christians too, you know, and if it would have been a bunch of garbage men, it would have been the same thing. And so we we had this, uh, this, uh, what did we call them? Uh, the protesters. Protesters. The ones even. that are stirring up the controversy right. now. Yeah. Right. And uh, I didn't give any real thought to whether or not, because I don't think we anticipated anybody having an issue with that because this is not a political agenda by any stretch. Right. But certainly there were a couple of people, at least two, who decided <laughs> that they needed to uh, email us. And they were so long. I mean, these were lengthy emails. And first let me say, you know, it was not our, our intention to uh, uh, offend any of the uh, um, protesters. And I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm not even going to give them props. Uh, but they're protesters that are making a name for themselves in our uh, society today. Um, uh, but the responses to that scene were quite interesting because I think there was a lot more attention given to the motivation and the purpose of the protesters and very little given to the Christ, which was on the cross, which says to me, that our purpose was accomplished. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the whole idea with that, and, you know, when we kind of were looking at that scene and trying to refine and focus the message of what we're saying in that scene, the thing that, that you kept coming to um, and wanting to emphasize was how we crucify Christ daily. daily. And that whatever we do in that scene, that we want to get across that message. And, you know, the, so we have th the three different sets of mockers. One is, you know, some... Some, you know, rich ladies who are so focused on their their own 
themselves and their own prosperity or whatever that they don't really have time for Christ and he's just kind of this gross annoyance and the other is a group of intellectuals and all of their kind of you know secular ideas and they they don't they don't want to have you know they're kind of disgusted at this idea of Jesus as God but then the idea with the protesters was really um you know, not that we're taking a stand uh, with or, you know, for or against oh, yeah. right. what any number of different groups may be protesting for or against, you know, the, uh, but really um, the concept with that was that, you know, as many people or groups that have different political agendas, um, you know, that how people are a lot of times trying to get Christ to fit into their agenda. And, you know, where, you know, can Jesus be used for me or he can't, you know, or then I'm against Jesus or what, you know, and the the last line, uh, you know, the, the protesters say, you know, to Christ on the cross, which side are you on? Mm-hmm. Are you for us or are you or are you with right. them? All the other people that we may be protesting for uh, or against. And, uh, you know, the idea being that Christ isn't a political agenda. Christ doesn't have a political agenda and he can't be put in a political box. Um, and that, you know, for all the different social and political agendas that there may be, that 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 those kind of pushing uh, in those areas is is won't ever really produce the, the change that Christ produces exactly. in individual lives. Yeah, I think just here and and I'm, I'm sure, you know, people had a lot to say about just maybe that scene in general. But I've just come to realize that people will defend and fight for family, culture, mm-hmm. politics, movements, community. And in general, people fight for people right. and sometimes fail to realize that, you know, the one thing that we should be fighting and defending is the name of Jesus Christ and who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I find that like, you know, you can see something like that. You can see a scene like that and you're quick to defend the people and forget the central message of Jesus Christ. And it's like, now be careful how we, and we need to be careful how we get hung up on our movements, on our politics, on our community and not see things through the eyes of Jesus Christ and how, how Jesus wants us to perceive and observe and look at things. And, and, uh, and again, that message was really powerful for me in that scene. I love the risk that was taken <laughs> to just kind of, you know, throw a monkey wrench in the flow uh, uh, of the show. Because for me, that it was relevant. It was on time. Mm-hmm. This is New York City. Absolutely. Well illustrated in that scene. Um, and yet, you know, that, you know, that that chorus, that that melody that came in for they know not what they do. See, again, we should be able to just look at that scene and say, wow, actually, this is all about Jesus. This is all about a Jesus who says, I love them so much. I'm going to excuse what they're doing. I'm going to excuse their love for politics. I'm going to excuse their love for what they want to see right. I'm going to, I'm going to, put it all on me. Mm-hmm. They have no idea what, they, what they're they doing. Do. I love them so much. What an awesome message that scene is. Like, if you think about it, it's like one of the best scenes, actually. If you really think about it. It, the, the, it is the gospel message. It's the gospel. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, I got and a little excited int- there right at the end. <laughs> Sorry about that. You well, know, it's I so true. peaked a little bit just there. But. Well, you know, I said he died for the world. He died... He- he yeah. died for all of us. So all of us means doesn't really matter what you're involved in. He died for you too. Yes. Right. So it's not a making a judgment call on what 
you know, we all need him. Yeah. Right. So, and I think when you really look at all of the mocker scenes, there was a re- there's there's a little representation of all of the lifestyles that are very real. Not just in New York City, but in life in general, in society in general, around the world. I mean, prior to them, I mean, you had this uppity woman talking about a ten million dollar condo. I mean, mm-hmm. who, who? How way over my head is that? You yeah. know, that's not. You know, I don't even have. I, I can't walk down the same street with some of these people. But Christ died for them. And there's no end of variations that we could do, one, on the healing scene, but also no end of variations that we could do on the mocker scene. Should we do this again next year? I mean, just put it out there. Change them all up again because it's not about... Or keep them. Or whatever. (laughs) You know, but it's not about, you know pointing out these groups of people are wrong. Right, right. It's pointing out, look at all of us. Look at all the stuff that we do and get so focused on that we can dismiss Christ in right. in any kind of situation. Yeah. It could be three, it could be five, it could be ten different, you know, uh, subsets of, of people or subsets of our society. Sure. But, yeah. you know, that I mean, that out of the abundance of the heart, way. the mouth speaks. And when when one would choose to jump over the message, which was clear, yeah. and jump to their cause, let you know where their heart is. You know, out of the abundance of their heart, the mouth will speak. And, and so the mouth, when it spoke, and again, we're not knocking any anybody who took issue with that scene, but when, you know, we, we can't be called taking a position or saying that we are left wing because somebody said, you know, we took a right wing approach or subliminal message, you know, I mean. If you've been here for any length of time, you know that this platform has never been used for political uh, motivations whatsoever. You know, we don't even allow politicians to come in and do their, you know, their biannual sweeps, you know, to try and address your congregation. It just doesn't happen here. So, um, but I'm grateful. I'm grateful to uh, all of those people who who wrote in, both for and uh, those who took issue with uh, some of uh, the scenes. Let's go to that scene right now. Back to steel. Are you going to take it? I think so. But it really needs some work in the kitchen. It's horrible for entertainment. Oh, get my decorator. Who did the country house? Ew. Look at that. Oh, that's disgusting. Disgusting. Oh. You know, my nanny's all religious. She's always wearing a crucifix and praying. But really, who wants to look at this? You have to get a new nanny that has some class. Did you see Charlotte at the party Saturday What was she night? wearing? That was so last season. I know. An <laughs> and fortune will not do. Houses, cars, and bridges will pass. I am fed up with Professor Douglas and all this church nonsense. He started going to church and he thinks he knows everything now. <laughs> now, I don't mind if people want to go to church uh, to make themselves feel better. But for me, I need proof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, rational scientific inquiry. Exactly. That's how you find out how things happen and why they happen. And take a look at this. A dying man mm. on a cross 
How can any rational person think that this is their God and that he created the world? I mean, ridiculous. In all my research, I found no evidence. Absolutely no evidence. And you won't. It's, it's not even worth talking about. These people, they're brainwashed. They need to be enlightened. They need to be like us. Exactly. I mean, I can't explain how come that... Which in search for answers they can find. Searching seems to find no peace of mind. Forgive them. For they... That was a little bit of the mocker scene from Sent by God 2012 here at TSC. And in the studio again with us is some of the cast, Jesse Carrasco, Cesar Carrasco, Mario. Eusebio. Yes. <laughs> Who played Jesus. <laughs> Jesus could say that name. I'm not even going to mess it up. But, uh, and, of course, David Hamm is with us, uh, who played the chief priest. And Tiffany, who had to step out. Uh, also played Mary and helped with directing. Uh, let's go to this trial scene because that was the biggest and the newest addition. Uh, I had fun writing. I was think I was riding home one night and I had this line in my head, and uh, I think I came in the next morning and said, "Jess, Tiff, I've got this. I think I got the trial scene. This is yeah. it." And uh, so we start plugging away on it, and in what forty-five minutes, I guess it was had the, had the sketch done. of it in yeah. forty-five. That was so much fun to work on because you know we had we had the trial scene as a last year um, as a dialogue scene. Right. It was it was the one scene in the play that wasn't really musical. It was um, and. You know, as much as everybody who was in it did a great job with it last year, we just wanted to push it, you yeah. know. And uh, there was the the challenge with that trial is is just creating this big, loud mob, out of control kind of sense, which is just hard. Yeah. At, you know, directing it, everybody acting it. You know, I'm like con- Tiffany constantly, and I last year like 
more, bigger, louder. Come on, get it, you yell, you know. And no, like, you guys didn't have Lashley with bullhorns. You should have yeah, exactly. been in the balcony with uh, And, you know, the actors, horns, and David and everybody, like, we can't hear. We got it. It was just hard. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, we just had the idea to to just turn it into a musical and let the music of it be big and dramatic and and create that sense so you don't have a bunch of people just trying to be loud and raucous but let the let the music do it and so I mean it came I'm like Greg can we just make it big and musical and I don't write music I don't write songs but I'm like can you do something like that and then you had and so we just took the script of it and then just turned parts musical and i mean greg you wrote just beautiful big loud big fat harmonies and stuff that were just awesome and so exciting and i'm curious to know what line you had was it a lyric or was it just a, a musical thing that you it had was just that that uh, yeah. and that just kind of turned into wow. and and it was cool because it was like even last year, I always had the sense of like it's the scene's got to feel like this train running yeah, out of control. Yeah. Well, that was that was, and that's what you got. You it's the na 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 na, and that it just keeps building and building, and then, yeah, I mean that was just exciting, and and to musically be able to have these counterparts where you have the people who are for Jesus doing one thing and the people yeah. who are against him doing another thing, and then that was clever. I thought. Yeah. That was exciting musically. And then, you know, the other fun part of it is what you mentioned, Aletta, who was in the cast, who played the adulterous woman and really helped us with a lot of movement and choreography that helped to heighten that and to, to really do that, too. So that was exciting to see that play I out. I think next year, Pilot and his wife need to do a little tap. Yes. You know, we, we bring out some plywood <laughs> and, uh, well, I, and you, you know, maybe they're in the house. They're just kind of hanging out for a little while. And then all of a sudden they hear this crowd outside their window. Then <laughs> well, now you mentioned Pilot and his wife. I mean, we can't talk about that scene without talking about yeah. Chris oh, and Andy, who we, who we invited to be here today, but they couldn't be with us um, schedule wise, but really wanted to. Um, you know, in thinking about rewriting this scene as a musical scene, we had to have a pilot and pilot's wife who could just sing the heck out yeah. of it. And so we, you know, we invited um, Chris and Andy Monteleone, who were, you know, Broadway, who were Broadway actors who left the left the business, and I mean, who are just phenomenal, and yeah. you know, couldn't couldn't have think thought of rewriting the scene without having them in place to yeah. be able but to. But it's so ironic sing. because we didn't have the music before we invited them. Right. They were already on Place. board to do the scene, so not something. knowing yeah. what the music was going to be. <laughs> oh, and I mean, they kept it like, do you have anything of I feel bad. You know, Andy would email me, I feel bad that I haven't, like, that I'm not coming into rehearsal I don't think we prepared. got into like two, three weeks we're before. Like, we haven't even written it yet, you know? <laughs> I remember the first rehearsal that we had for that scene. I mean, Tiffany and I were sweating it because we go into rehearsal and all we have is this really, really sketchy, sketched out, like, Recording of the brainstorming session, yes, but you all between, giggling yeah. on the reference. <laughs> yes, when we're because I mean, just uh, Tiffany and Greg and I, you know, we sat in the room and said, okay, well, Greg had the little melody and we're trying to figure it out, and we're like, okay, and then maybe this part goes kind of like this, and then maybe this part goes kind of like this, and I'm reading like everybody's lines and sounding ridiculous, but that's all we came into rehearsal with. We're like, okay, guys, it's something kind of like this, but I mean. To the cast credit, they just kind of went with it and bore with us and with rewrites that were happening every week as as it was going along, but it took shape. 
it, it's so interesting when you work with this so much talent because you know one of the rehearsals this guy comes over to me and he says you know I'm going to take that kill him kill him kill him and I'm going to sample it because uh, we got these other writers among us you know these uh, I think it was David Ham actually <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it was the bass line that I loved a lot. I don't know. I just felt like it make for a great <laughs> remix song and some type of. Can't, can't wait to hear it. Awesome. <laughs> can't wait to hear. We're gonna hold you to it. You know. <laughs> no, it was absolutely incredible. I think um, very Broadway ish, the trial scene. Yeah. Um, app, you know, that's why. You know, I think for us. Also, too, when we saw Andy and Chris, like, the first time, I think, and they stepped out and did it, even just as rough as it was, we were all at, and like, awed. Mm. Like, oh, they're really good. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, oh, this is the real deal. Oh, we done stepped it up a notch. <laughs> like, but it, it was just, it was refreshing yeah. just to see them. Their chemistry was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And, uh. Man, yeah. And I know, I know if they could be here today, I mean, they've they've expressed so much um, just of what this being part of this has meant to them. It's um, but it was the first time that they actually mm. um, were able to work together right. and 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 act and sing together on a stage. So wow, I know that, that meant a lot to them and to wow. their family. So awesome. Here's the trial scene. In a dream last night I suffered so much torment There was something that I saw I can't explain Husband, you must take heed to this simple warning This man is an Do you want me to take heed to some old dream? Don't you see that there's a crowd outside my window Waiting for me to choose The fate of this stranger in our town Husband, I am telling you Find no fault in this man. Liar. Radical. We came to bring justice. He's a liar. No! He must be killed. Put him to death. He's a liar. He must be killed. Put him to death. He up the people, spreading lies throughout the land from Galilee to Jerusalem. Do you not have a custom that a prisoner be freed at the Passover? Therefore, since I find no fault in this man deserving of death, I will chastise him and release him. Oh! But he's a liar! No! A blasphemer! He must be killed! Put him to death! But he's a liar! A blasphemer! He must be killed! Put him to death! 
away with him! Give us Barabbas! Barabbas! Oh, Bring forth the prisoner no, Barabbas! Is this the man you want free in your streets? No! Yes, 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 yes! Yes! Give us Barabbas! This man who incites rebellion and is a known murderer! Yes, 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 yes! No! Yes! Release him! Or shall I release you your king, Jesus? Have no king but Caesar. Away with Jesus! And what shall I do with Jesus, called the Messiah? Kill him! 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 I will not be responsible for the death of this man. This is innocent blood. He is your responsibility. Then let his blood be upon us and our children. He shall be crucified. Attention junior high school students ages 12 to 14. Junior high ministry takes place every Sunday in room 316 at 10 a.m. Come worship God, get into his word, and let him take you to a higher level. And high school students, there's a small group especially for you in the education annex on the second floor at 4 p.m. Study God's word, build new friendships, and openly share and discuss life issues with your peers. For updates and details, visit our website, tscnyc.org. TSC, music radio, where God is. That was the new edition, uh, the trial scene, uh, from Sent by God this year. And uh, we, we were just blessed to be able to sit down and dig into the story a little bit, dig into the original script, and uh, come up with that scene with the help of Jesse and Tiffany. Uh, and the cast just did an amazing job. Uh, you got to see that scene to see the contrast, you know, with the yeses and the noes. And, uh, man, what a time we had in rehearsals with trying to lock that in, you know, <laughs> when yeses were coming out and there's noes and noes were coming out as yeses and timing was... <laughs> and, and timing is everything in something like this, especially when you got the band who's following uh, charts, Um uh, but it, 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 it happened, you know, and, it's, and as it always does, you know, when it's time to actually do it, the Lord gives us exactly what we need. Any l- closing thoughts? Cause no, I, I mean, I would I just love that. to, you know, we've just got a sample of the cast here, but there were, you know, some 50 plus people in the play, yeah. um, plus so many crew who and costume and makeup and just so many people who worked so hard to put this together. And um, even, you know, just for the cast specifically who we always encourage them even those who didn't have speaking parts and you know the townspeople and everyone and the disciples and just to really flesh out their characters and really be engaged throughout the whole and you know they all just did such a beautiful job and just ran with that and um 
really just fleshed out this this production and the play and telling the story in a beautiful way. So, yay! yay. And you know, ladies who were who were up all hours of the night, you know, putting glitter on the priest's hats and, yeah. you know, just worked so glitter. hard and tirelessly and beautifully and makeup <laughs> and, and Loretta Bush and all her production team and the video team who, you know, we streamed the production too. And the right, video right. work was just superb on this. Wow. They just did a great job because from my vantage point, I get to see all that. And mm. they just, so many people that, that put so much into this and I'm really grateful. I guess for me, like the this time around, the the one memory that that I know I'm taking with me that'll last with me forever will be because I mentioned before how how really this is ministry, not just for the audience, but for ourselves as a as a cast. But before each performance, right, there would be praise and worship happening in the house, and then the cast would be off to the sidelines, just waiting for our turn to go around the back and come around through through the front of the house, and just the fellowship the the unity just the weightiness that the, the the witness of the holy spirit amongst the cast as we would be you know in praise and worship along with the congregation was just so special um and and, and that to me i think sums up the whole experience where it's all about just delivering the message exalting christ and and he does the rest and even if you get a chance to check out like the tsc music uh website uh for the on facebook there's this picture of the cast behind the scenes during praise and worship. And, and that to me, that image, that moment will stay with me forever. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's right before going out, the Lord meeting us and us first, putting him first. Um, it's to me like something that will stay with me forever. Amen. Caesar, awesome to have you with us. Awesome to be here. Thank you very much. We look forward to working with you again. Mario, can't say enough. Don't say much. <laughs> We're going to play your last line. We're going to let that be the closing line of this podcast, your your sound clip, that one line. Uh, David, always a pleasure to have you with us. And, uh, of course, Jess, who is usually behind the scenes here and even behind the scenes in the production. Uh, a lot of people don't get to see her, but she is back there making things happen. Jess, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Tiffany, and who had to run out, uh, of course, we appreciate her. And then, of course, on the board today, as usual, Brother Harry Vaughn and uh, Mr. Jung Ben. Thank you, guys. My God. My God. Why have you forsaken me?
Take joy, my King, in what you hear and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. We also hope you'll join the conversation online because Music with a Mission doesn't end here. So check out TSC Music on Facebook to share your thoughts and get regular updates. Follow us on Twitter at TSC Music Tweet for live tweets during every podcast interview. You can even tweet your questions for our podcast guests by using the hashtag MWMPodcast. And of course, you can always email us at music at timesquarechurch.org or visit the website tscnyc.org slash music. Portions of music in this podcast provided by TSC Music, produced by the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, mixed and engineered by Harry Vaughn, and I'm the project manager, Jesse Carrasco. Coming up next week, our very own Tiffany Michelle shares new music from her soon-to-be-released EP. And remember, if ever we put the messenger before the message, we have failed to present an unblemished gospel. I'm Greg Thomas. Join us again next time for TSC Music with a Mission. <laughs> <laughs>